Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To 53342. New York, call the 24 7 Hope Line at 1 877 8 Hope and Y or text Hope and Y for 67369. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's happening, Jade? Soup time. Having some soup? Meatball escarole. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's still morning, so morning soup does not sound that appealing to me. I need my, what's it called, Sastrielli's? I need a Sastrielli's. At the, the, the meat shop in the Sopranos? Isn't it Satriellis? Satriellis. Satriellis. Yeah, Satriellis. There you go. I want to have the constant prosciutto in the fridge. I mean, that's not good for your heart, as Tony Soprano certainly demonstrates. Just eating nothing but gabagool and prosciutto is a good way to... It's never a health issue, though, for a Tony. I mean, you hear him breathing, though. That doesn't sound the cocaine. Healthy. <laughs> <laughs> Coke nose, baby. Uh, yeah, he's overweight for sure. He eats a lot. That's the thing, you know? Yeah. No, he's pretty much constantly eating. But I've been doing out. I've been doing what you said of uh like just make the sauce and then keep it in the fridge. The gravy? It's been working pretty well for me to keep the gravy in the fridge. So <laughs> After this, probably. Yeah, you can freeze it, you know? Yeah, I froze some of it, too. I haven't tried that part yet, but uh, I'm I'm intrigued. 
the miracles of ice, like uh, Mosquito Coast. <laughs> so what prompted that? Um, stumble across it? see if I can get Zach. That's a good question. Um, no, I watched the um, – I watched uh, the movie The Mission. Mm-hmm. You ever watched it? No. Got a, it's such a great movie, man. But, um, Jeremy Irons plays a Jesuit missionary in um, South America. I think it's um, Peru. I think. Paraguay. Uh, it's South America, um, Brazil. I don't think it really matters, but. Uh, it's in the mid, I think it's 1750, you know, so you had the, the, the um, you know, the, 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 con, the conquistadors mm-hmm. and, you know, how they were very brutal to the indigenous populations. And the Jesuits were really interesting. Um, it got me on a whole rabbit hole this week of religious history. Mm. Which I lo- know little about, especially in the medieval times. And uh, so the music for the movie, though, is what originally drew me to it, which is by Ennio Morricone. Um, oh, shoot. Are you recording? Yes. Hmm. I lost my call recorders missing. You might have um, to. Uh, hold on. Let me call you right back. Relaunch it. All right. Hold on. So, love that movie. Which he co-wrote music with his wife for. Amazing, but the, the mission. When I first heard it as a young person, I've always loved it. It's like some of my favorite music in the world. So, I hadn't watched it in a long time, you know. So I was just like, ah, I'm gonna check it out. It's one of my favorite movies when I was younger. So, I was just, I love that too. When you love a movie from back. And then you rewatch it and you're like, oh, my God, it's even way, you know, you're, you're like, I'm glad I was onto this early on. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's very, very sad, obviously. <laughs> and 
and how the you know the the kingdoms in Europe had very little tolerance for treating these people as equal, you know, <laughs> and um, it's just, and, and De Niro is in it and a young, very young, um, uh, a very young, uh, what's his name there? Liam Neeson. And the dude, you know, the guy from Goodfellas who's always asking for his money after the heist, Morty or whatever it was. You know that? Actor? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy with the terrible hairpiece. Yeah, he's he plays a a, um, a slave owner in it, and he's very, very good. So I watched it, and um, um, and so afterwards, I was like, just like, what else is there like this movie? I I searched, you know, what movies like the mission, and it popped up, and I was like, oh shoot, I've never seen this movie, you know, and I remember yeah. at the time, very popular book, right. Um, I think, um, but I just was like, ah, oh, this is one I skipped over, which is interesting because it's really right up my alley. River Phoenix, dude. My oh man. God, he yeah. was such a great, great actor. At that one of age. the greatest tragedies. My God, he's phenomenal in it. And, um, I don't know. That's how it happened. Very, very, you know, the movie's about Harrison Ford plays, you know, he's kind of like me. He's like fed up with the United States. It's all just, you know, a trash pit of gas stations and CVSs and whatnot. And so he decides to take his family to, to Africa. And like as an explorer with an explorer mentalities, he wants to like go to the unknown and uh, that's, you know, where the story kind of goes and begins. So I would check it out if I were you. Did you ever yeah. see it? No, I've never seen this one. And it's interesting because I don't really know. I don't have too many uh, Harrison Ford movies that I'm like, oh, Harrison Ford. Great. Really? You know? Well, what are his, like, big acting movies? Well, I mean... Obviously, he's Han Solo and Indiana Jones, but it's fair if you don't want to call those like, I mean. truly like, great acting performances, even no, though no, he they are. does I'm not power saying, in those. Trying to get the away Fugitive from is those. an amazing-ass movie. Love The Witness Fugitive. is an amazing movie. Witness is uh, good, yeah. I watched him in, in Working Girl. He He's not like the star of that movie, but he's super good in it. I, I do mean, remember Working Girl. But, you know, it's like... Blade Runner? Like, it, it, you know, oh, it's, yeah. mostly what oh, it is is that Blade he's Runner. just like, he's the guy in a super awesome movie, you know? And right. it's not That's necessarily a- <laughs> him carrying yeah, is- it like Daniel Day-Lewis or something like that. But he's just, he's just Harrison Ford and everything. He's so charming and like, just his delivery on certain lines, you know, is is really spectacular. What's up, Eden? Happy What's birthday, Maze. Oh, thank you. Shoot, it's your birthday? Yeah, my birthday was Tuesday. Yeah, I texted you. I know I texted you on your birthday, but. <laughs> Sorry, I just spilled some butter. Nice. nice. Spilled, nice. spilled butter. Nice. Is it cultured? Like, does it know BTS <laughs> or is it just regular, like, butter? Salted butter. 
Uh, was it's last just, week's episode. Wasn't, wasn't expecting <laughs> it to be liquid. The return of butter. The, the funny thing is, they just released the second version of the butter music video, and it's like just like a s- sillier version. It's like the remix. It's funny. What's it up to? So what did they like? Videos. Sprinkle some some sea salt on it, or yeah, I, that's exactly what they do. There's no one eating butter in the music video, though. Very disappointed. Was there <laughs> is there any actual butter in the song? Yeah, the but- butter is referenced like multiple times in the song. Um it's I don't not know an if you analogy? watched the original no, it's it's about butter. Um I don't know if you okay. watched the video, but J Hope eats a pat of butter at the end of the original music video. Mm. <laughs> I would have thought that J Hope is too hot that the butter would have melted before he was able to eat it. That's what happened to me right now. They have air conditioning in Korea. (laughs) (laughs) Do do they actually, do they record songs, re-record them in Korean or no? Um, Sometimes they do that for, they release a Japanese version of their Korean songs. Like they have done that for a couple of their albums in the past, along with some Japanese exclusive tracks. But they don't, I don't, I don't think there's no foreign language butter. What do you mean? There's no Korean butter f- version of it. No. I don't think there's plans for butter to be released in Korean because it was written as an English song. Um, I just think it's funny because this week during an interview, apparently like an interviewer pretended that like they were going to eat <laughs> like a, a, a bite, a, like a pat of butter. <laughs> And and everyone's eyes got really big during the interview. It was really funny. <laughs> and Jungkook goes, "Oh, J Hope," <laughs> in like the cutest little voice because J Hope was the one that had to eat the butter in the music video. <laughs> you really like these band, huh? Yo, they're my favorite. She's all in, Jade. They're like she communicates exclusively in BTS gifts. Reaction gifts. They. They just represent like like you guys know what it's like to grow up in America, not ever see any Asians on the cover of magazines. Like these guys are breaking. Actually, yes, I do. Well, <laughs> living the same America <laughs> as an Asian. Oh, tell me. Never mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. As an honorary yeah. Asian, I know it well. But it's just like I I don't I just feel like they. It's like their journey is is like truly incredible, especially because like they don't come from any of the big. They're they're not part of the big three entertainment labels in Korea. Like they're sort of their own label, and they've gotten big enough to be like a label that has now like acquired American subsidiaries. Um, but like they're they're just like they're just like the ultimate underdog story, and like you like. As an Asian American, you never ex- like you just don't ever get to experience seeing are they an underdog story though. Like you, yes, they are. Don't they they have you- like massive push behind them. What's most boy they're- bands is like they're- no. That's what I'm saying. They that's don't. What separates they separates them from that. They, they aren't part of the like. They're not JYP. They're not SM. They're not YG Entertainment. They're not like they are basically an independent label. For like ever. And now they are like their own label. Like Big Hit has become 
a thing, but like they weren't for a really long time. And like, it's big hit entertainment. Is that what it is? Big hit entertainment. It's, it's H Y B E labels now. So they started like, what? Like when they were 15, 16? John Cook was 15 when they debuted. Yes. Jin, the oldest 20. Yeah. So they're like experienced. They've 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 been in the game for a, over a decade at this point. They're like, yeah, like so they're celebrating their eighth anniversary this summer. Um, but they started like training, like they basically started. They got together ten years ago. About like, uh, I know that. Um, only because it's in the Butter music video, Jungkook came to Seoul in 2011. So it's been like exactly 10 years. One in every 13 tourists who goes to South Korea is there for BTS. Yeah. That number seems low. I would have gone higher. (laughs) It's just like, I'm not, I'm not even kidding. Like when I talk, when it's just like their impact, it's, you don't just like I'm speaking as an Asian American, you just like never expect to see an Asian artist like make it this big internationally when did you get hooked because i feel like it's definitely gone up a notch in the last like for sure like for sure during the pandemic i've had like way more time to explore Mm. a deep dive um but i i'm late to the party because i didn't really become a fan until fake love came out in 2018 the hitman bang it's bong (laughs) bong bong but (laughs) <laughs> that's so funny it's, bang! you're just saying bang! it like Emerald, like bang <laughs> a spice to it did bang! i ever show you my both funny. sides of the ball emerald episode i directed no oh, i gotta show you that you directed an ep- episode of emerald mm-hmm. when it, for my show at espn with jay harris and mike hill mm. um someday there should be a documentary made on this this so, this project. It was a great, great project. It says here, Eden, uh, 2010, Bong began to assemble a group of teens for a group he called the Bulletproof Boy Scouts. Yeah, that's what Bangtan is. Bangtan, Sonyantan. Bangtan Boys. Oh, then BTS. But then ingredients of their success were inherent to the original name. Bong intended Bulletproof. Yeah, it's the the Chinese characters are Fang Dan Sanyan Tan. It literally means bulletproof. Says here, his approach was quite different from the normal studio approach to idoldom, wherein idols were are trained to be pleasant but mild, to function as blank slates upon which viewers can project their fantasies. By contrast, Bong wanted BTS to be full of figures that audiences could relate to. In a 2018 interview with the South Korean newspaper Jung Ang, he described how he originally thought of BTS as consisting of gentle, sympathetic idols who could mentor their fans. I recently came across a document from 2012, this the year before BTS debuted, in which we were debating what kind of idol group to create. It said, quote, what kind of, of hero is the youth of today looking for? Not someone who's dogmatically preaches from above. Rather, it seems like they need a hero who can lend them a shoulder to lean on even without speaking a single word. That's why they have such like a 
like fervent fan base is because like their messaging has always been like very relatable and comforting and like through their music and in their just like their content in general so they're the boy band that's really there for you <laughs> that's the uh, carefully crafted image because i sure. was let down by the backstreet boys yeah, they didn't listen, you know? They just wanted to talk about their feelings, but they didn't want to listen to mine. And BTS, they're there for me. So that's why I like BTS. Uh, yeah, and they've cool. done just, like, Back a lot of really better. good... Uh, like, their whole <laughs> Love Yourself campaign um, is why they've been, like, invited to speak at the UN, like, twice. You know what this feels um, like? This feels like, no, look at what LeBron's done. He's the greatest ever. When Jordan's just sitting right there, you know? <laughs> I'm not doubting BTS is great. I will admit I'm ignorant. They shout out the LeBron and Dynamite. Fantastic. Shout Dynamite. out Jordan and then do it. Dynamite. Do it in the playoffs, BTS. BTS. Do it at the Grammys. <clears throat> you want to start with this one, Maze? Yeah. So Brian Licky Icky Icky sent us these photos. I have to assume that this is the hell an Australian is brand. Here. It's Tentons. <laughs> but we've got, he says, which of the below will give you the least amount of food poisoning? And we've got a milk gallon full of potato salad that is exclusively <laughs> so at 7 Eleven. And then it says, no need to out? refrigerate, ice pack included. What? And it's a gallon. How do you and get it out? Got... <laughs> What's going on here? It says it's the creamiest, Jade. So maybe it just, you know, you just pour it out. It's that I easy. I love the little sticker that says fresh. Fresh. <laughs> and then there's a round meal macaroni and beef ball that oh. looks like a soccer ball. Oh, God, that's gross. And its instructions are boil in bag. Open and enjoy. That's it. And it's protein blast, I guess. Isn't that technically a sous vide? Yeah. You know, so you can get your mac and cheese exactly the right temperature. Jesus God. This is, it says serves three men on it. Oh, man. These packages are phenomenal. You can also win a visit from Davis. I'm not sure who Wait, Davis where is. Where is this? I don't see it. Oh, oh I found it. Found in the chat. It looks oh. like Milo Ventimiglia. But I don't know who Davis is. That's my biggest question. But uh, out of these two disgusting things, I would probably eat the macaroni and beef ball. Um, <laughs> if you if you gave this to me as a kid, I would I would eat pretty much anything mac and cheese. How, how so, big? Yeah, what's the sure. radius of that thing? Do we think? It's hard Ooh. to tell it's from the seven point five ounces. So that one's not. It looks like a solid eight inches. The half pound. Like, is that taking up a whole shelf on a supermarket? <laughs> no, no. I, th I definitely think it's smaller. It's like than the about. Gallon. Okay, hold on. There's five. A little bigger than a softball. There's five cuisines stacked next to it. And it looks like it's taller than five Lean cuisines stacked together. But it's eight ounces, Eden. That's, that's not that much. It's not even a pound. That's true. Eight ounces is half a pound. That's so, like a little. Eight ounces is like, is like two yogurts. Somehow you'd gain five pounds from eating this, though. Yes, you know? <laughs> definitely. It's because of all the protein that it's blasted with that would get would stuck like in your arteries. 
feel like a rock after this. I really want to know who this dude Davis is. That's my <laughs> biggest question. Because if, if I get this macaroni and beef ball, Davis might come to me. He might come hang out and help me eat it. So hold up. That. This you might you be better off eating the plastic. This, this creamiest potato salad says it's exclusively at 7 Eleven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like as a hostage situation? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yo, 7 Eleven, I don't know if you've ever gone to them in other countries. Yes, have you? they're amazing. Amazing. Like in England, I was like, yo, where, how come we don't have this? 7-Eleven in Taiwan. Although, is like, I could like live off of the, the lunch lunch boxes from 7-Eleven. All we get are those things rolling on the little hot dog things or whatever. Potatoes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, bad news, guys. Bad news. This is a staged social media event. Ah. What? Oh, it is. You can actually get round meal balls. Of uh, macaroni and beef. So is this photo fake? An amazing sentence to say out loud. <laughs> it's fake. <laughs> yeah, somebody did a whole deep dive on basically everything that I just pointed out. They want to know who Davis is. They want to know why it's for three men, but it's eight ounces. And it was created by a video artist named Alan nice. Wagner, who yeah. makes lots of fakes. Such as so the potato salad fake too. How could it be only eight ounces when it's bigger than five lean cuisines? Wait, like, the potato salad too, right? Henton's not real. I'm guessing that Henton's in general doesn't exist. That'd be my uh, guess. Because I mean, you, how do you gonna? Like I said, how are you gonna get it? Out? <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. I have a hard enough time when they put relish in these squeeze bottles. I'm like, why are you doing this? Put it in a jar, you know. Uh, so <laughs> this guy out, also yeah. oh, actually. So I've never, I've never ventured down that road before because I don't like relish. So I've obviously never bought relish. I've never bought mm-hmm. it in a, in a squeeze jar for sure. Squeeze bottle. <laughs> like, is that like, is that does that work? Does it clog up? No. Are you asking if relish relish exists? Zach, it's <laughs> like, no, I'm saying, does it like it, is it, it totally a good exists. mode for transporting relish it's onto your wiener? It's awful because you have what? to, you know, like mustard, you have to kind of shake it to get it to the bottom, right? Right. Yeah. yeah and you then mix that you shit. have to be so delicate because if you do it too hard, way too much comes out. Let me say this. You I got I mean? a theory. I got a theory. Yeah. So ketchup, they're making it worse these days because I didn't have, used to have to shake up ketchup as much as I do now. And now you have mm. to shake it up every time. Otherwise, you're getting Wait, that watery but- shit first. Oh, that the watery, watery stuff shit. is ugh. ugh. Oh my God, it makes me want to throw the whole meal. Shuddering away. just thinking about it. Yeah, oh. which time you get ketchup that, are you getting, man? You get that what mustard you too. I'm Heinz, motherfucker. Okay. You get that mustard. Good stuff. Heinz ketchup? Well, clearly not. Hunts. Clearly not the good stuff. Is not Heinz the fifty-seven? Is are there the fifty-seven people? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe Heinz just coasted on the fact that they completely dominate the market and they, they're slipping, man. Maybe that's well, what's wait. happening. He, well, here, no, 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 no. Do you remember what? Well, maybe you don't. Zach, you might. But do you remember their catch line when we were kids? Oh, 57? Heinz. Oh, man, I don't. It was the best things come to those who wait. Oh, because it took forever to come out of the glass bottle. Right. Mm-hmm. So they, they abandoned that. They watered it down so it didn't. people didn't have to wait like that anymore. <laughs> it's my theory. 
Yeah, oh. who designed that glass bottle? Like, I get that glass bottles look classy. I got to on tap on one certain part or whatever, but yeah. yes, I got well, to, a- to make it work. I got to, I got to find one, one spot that's unfinal. What is it? A vagina? Come on. It was, <laughs> it was well, I mean, it, it was always bit. the butter knife trick. The butter knife, you just stick the knife. Not right. <laughs> wait. Yeah, well, no, am I going to wait for this? Work. Oh. That is dangerous. You have to understand that I'm telling you, it was much thicker when we were younger. I don't know anymore. (laughs) I feel like my joke went far left. (laughs) Just a little bit. (laughs) Can't even see anymore. What is happening, guys? It's not the vagina so much as the spot on the vagina. No, but that 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 ketchup hack is once I learned that, my mind was pretty blown. What's the hack? You you use like the God. The, there's the a little 57 on, and you no, like, no, no, no. there's there's a little 57 on the bottle about right. halfway down where it starts to go from the bottleneck to right. curve it into the body of the bottle and you're supposed to tap on that yeah um holding at an angle tap on that and then it'll just flow out and it does it works great but like does it does this come down. so like the ketchup does it doesn't even come with these secret instructions like how no, How it's like the secret menu that? at like In-N-Out Burger. Yeah. You have to know. You hit the 57. Here, well, it, I'll put it in the chat, Eden, for future use. No, no, I mean, I get what you're saying. Is I'm saying, what's the point of this being like a secret menu type thing? I, that's a great question. Maybe. Do you maybe want people to get out people the ketchup or no? Or do you want your your the, your consumers to suffer? Well, now, you know, most places will just have the the squeeze ketchups, right? Like yeah. the, the 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 refillable ketchup and mayo that squeezes. That obviously works way better than having to know some secret trick. But for whatever reason, for years and years and years, it was glass bottles of ketchup only. And if you knew, you knew. That was it. You're part yeah, of it club. goes back to like the 50s, Heinz, right? Does it go back to 57? Oh, maybe. It's not that hard to put tomatoes and sugar together, so I'm sure that they've been in the game for quite a while. 1876. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. First introduced as Ketsup. Remember that Simpsons? I hate that. Where Burns is in the store? Ketsup. 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 (laughs) I love that. Why is it 60% called percent of the market? That's badass, man. That's a tagline, Zach. It has to be Heinz. <laughs> Why is it called catsup? All you need, according to the Malay theory, whatever that is, the the word ketchup stems from the word Malay. Word, what's Malay? What's is it M E L E E? This is like M A L A Y. Malay. Uh, I mean, I was going to say maybe it's a French word, but I don't know. It means know. fish sauce. Kekap. K-E-K-K-E-C-A-P. And then well, it was changed to catsup by the late 1700s. Um, I'm still understanding where... Well, they added... People it actually comes from New England when they added tomatoes to the blend of fish sauce. What is fish sauce, though? Because I don't think that your concept of fish sauce and my concept of yeah, fish sauce are the same that, thing. Yeah, I, That's I, a good I question. True. Let's look it up. <laughs> I love this. I love this whole Malay. What is Malay? When you hit someone with your elbow. 
it's or a the melee Eden. Oh. I'm just thinking it's it's B oh, on the Xbox so it's, controller. A, All right, here we go. Eden, here we go. Word. Malaysia different, people from people from Malaysia and Indonesia. <laughs> so it is the so, fish sauce that I'm thinking of. Probably. But you said All New England. Add tomatoes. Well, the New England's the New Englanders added the it. tomato. Interesting. That is confusing. But then they and took they it. Started calling it cats up because someone had a pet cat. Ketchup, and then here we are. That is the guy a wild. that created the the round meal mac and cheese ball also made this go. child with small telescope. Was, yeah, that's pretty was, funny. <laughs> Eden, it was uh, thin soy sauce made from fermented fish, most likely from the region called Tonkin. That's Vietnam, right? Yeah. It is. It was common throughout Southeast Asia in the 17th century, in which ketchup was called ketchup. Ketsia. Oh, okay, okay. It's a Chinese word from the Amoy dialect that translates to, quote, brine of pickled fish. Okay. Wow, we got to the bottom of that, huh? Yeah, we did. I bet people would not be that thrilled to be using ketchup if they thought it was fish sauce. Fermented fish. If you think about it, and though. Then, luckily, Americans are dumb. And then yeah. someone added, what? wait, horseradish and made That's wasabi. sauce. Wasabi? wasabi. Yeah, what is wasabi? It's, horse, it's horseradish. It's it's a stronger form of horseradish. How is it green? Well, real the wasabi. Color of the root. Yeah, real wasabi yeah. is like wasabi root, and it's oh, it's, it's not root. it's not as harsh. It's actually more flavorful than what like manufactured wasabi is. Yeah, it's it's the same family of of roots as horseradish, though. That's why they taste kind of similar. If you have like, have you ever had fresh grated wasabi? Oh my god, it's yeah. it's delicious. so different yeah. than like the. Green. I won't really. I won't really. I try not. I'm. I'm gonna sound like a snob here. That maybe I am, but I really don't eat just <laughs> the regular wasabi now. Ever since I've yeah. been introduced to that, because it it is just so. It's just so much better. It's different, yeah. Yeah, like if you find a, a sushi place that has the real wasabi, oh my god. That's oh, how you know they're real. Yeah, I'll there eat a barrel of and pay for it tomorrow. I don't care. There are 50 different historical ketchup recipes. Zach, what's your wasabi process? Like, do you mix it with the soy sauce and dump nah, the... I, I, don't, I don't do soy sauce anymore. I don't like it. Unless I'm doing the omakase and they and they tell me, hey, soy sauce in this one. Yeah. Um, I don't do it because I don't like... It's, uh, it's too salty for me now. Like I just that's something I, that whatever, happens when you get older. It is, yeah. Like yeah. it's just something where like I don't like a ton of salt on my food. Like I want like flavor, and the mm. salt doesn't give me flavor necessarily. It just gives me a seasoning. If that I don't know if that makes sense, but it makes sense in my head. No, Whereas, like, it I does. Want, like yeah, yeah. Like, like I want, want I want different actual flavors. flavor. Yeah. So I I think the thing with like soy sauce and salt is it can help bring out other Enhances. flavors. Yeah, yeah. sure. Enhances. But like but, yeah. it's not a flavor in and of itself. Uh, right, exactly. Except soy sauce kind of is to me. And, and but I, don't I, want, I mean, I'm not sitting here like drinking soy sauce out of the well, gallon. Thing. I don't know, though. What about chips, though? You ever have an unsalted chip? It needs salt, yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a flavor, no? That's what I'm saying. It, no, the salt brings out the flavor of the potato. What if it's sea salt? <laughs> then it brings out the flavor salt. of the sea. Himalayan what if sea it's salt? Pink Himalayan salt. Oh, my God. 
Is there non-pink Himalayan? Is there like blue Himalayan yeah. salt? <laughs> yeah. There might what be black What different colors Himalayan is it salt? Yeah. I want some blue Himalayan sea salt. There's black Himalayan Isn't salt. Isn't it mountain salt? Yes. Salt. There's a, bl- there's a black Hawaiian salt. Because I never okay. do. I just eat the sushi straight up. I don't. I don't do soy sauce. I don't Whoa. eat the ginger. I don't eat the wasabi. Wow. I just I do the whole dude. I wait, do wait, it. Wait. I, I don't. I don't. I'm not a big sashimi. Or what are you talking about here? Like the rolls. Rolls. Yeah. I'll do like. I'll do like. I mean, not uh, sashimi is no rice, right? Sashimi yeah. is no rice. Nigiri yeah. is. So I'll do nigiri rice. or I'll do rolls. Yeah. But you know, unless they like put the wasabi uh, like the under when the fish yeah, is on the rice. rice. What's it called when the fish is on the rice? Sushi. What, Eden? Nigiri. That's nigiri. That's not sushi. What's sushi? Sushi is, well, sushi is, has become a generalized term. It's like all all encompassing for like sashimi, like whatever those rolls are. Um, (laughs) And, you know, uh, chirashi bowls are sometimes classified as sushi. I feel like it's. I feel like sushi is kind of like a wide encompassing food genre at this point. Yeah. But like originally sushi is so so that's like it, it literally is raw fish. But like the meaning has just evolved in American. Yeah, cuz right. now you can spray it with spicy sriracha mayo and tempura batter fry it. Oh, I love <laughs> Still the spicy. technically sushi. I love yeah. the spicy mayo. I mean, yeah, why not? Like, sprinkle some well, tobiko on it. Like, do the whole I'm, thing. Like, I'm a I, sucker. I mean, I'm not a big, big fish person. I need a lot of stuff on it, you know? You're a California roll guy. Butter. <laughs> or even even if oh, I'm eating cod. and butter is an underrated combination, by the way. I don't know if you guys have. sauce and butter. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like if you melt a little bit of butter, like uh, first of all, you you put a little oh, soy sauce in the pan and boil it, and so like that brings out a different depth of flavor for soy yeah. sauce. And um, you put a little pat of butter and you melt it mm. in the butter into the soy sauce, and then you stir fry it with some rice. Mm. Butter mm. on anything, baby. I love soy sauce too. I put when actually when I make pork, I use soy sauce as my. Marinate, marinate. You know what I like? And this is, I guess, hypocritical of what I've just said, but uh, there's this uh, soyaki sauce from Trader Joe's, which is just a mix of soy and teriyaki. Yeah, I kind of like, I kind of dig that. I'll marinate some chicken with that. Yeah, that sounds. Yeah, it's legit. good. Yeah, it's so good. It's the perfect balance. The tr- the traditional, um, like the big, sort of like the big five things that like we use to marinate, like especially like meat because you know how meat has like uh like has kind of, can have like a gamey smell or whatever sometimes like the the traditional the big five in the Lou household is soy sauce mirin um ginger scallions salt and pepper that's like the classic marinade classic mm. why but is, mirin, why is what cancels out the like the the like sort of like 
I don't know. I don't know the, the, the word for it in English. Like I don't, gamey is not exactly right, but I think it's the closest translation. Would it sort of chewy you mean, or it's like, you know how meat has like, a, it's, uh, it's cause I think of chewy way. when I think of gamey, but maybe no, that's like wrong. It's like a smell. It's oh, like, Oh, got you. Okay. I, I legit don't know the term for it. Uh, if anyone does, let me know. Xingwei in Chinese, if anyone knows what that is in English. I'm on. Thanks. Thanks, Zach. <laughs> Xingwei. Uh, I'm going to look it up. Anyway, people. Cuts, cuts, cuts. Um, the t-shirt is a menswear staple, but it's long been plagued by horrible conditions, Maze. Shrinkage. Oh, Aching no. neck, oh, color no. fade, oh. parachute fit, wrinkles, and no. stretching to name just a few. No matter how long you've settled for basic tees, it's long enough. Besides, every classic deserves a modern take. Bah, bah, bah. fabric and function, the only shirt worth wearing. Zach, you have a cuts shirt? Jade, I'm wearing one right now. Whoa. Nice. Tell us about it. It's comfortable. That's the thing. I don't like um, most T-shirts. And granted, I buy a lot of cheap T-shirts. Uh, but most T-shirts, like, they just they get uncomfortable to me after the first wash. Yeah. They, they do kind of shrink up and they get boxing and stuff. Man, this just fits. It's very comfortable. What's the texture like? How's the softness? What are, oh, we, what are we talking soft. here? Super soft. Um, no bacon neck. Okay. Like, everything's kept its form after <laughs> actually two washes now. Everything's kept its form. Uh, it feels good, like, all the way down the torso. It doesn't, it, like, mm. it's not loose, but it's not hugging awkwardly. Nice. You know? And right. so just like everything, just like, I don't know. Right. It, it kind of feels like I'm in, I'm in pajamas, if that That's makes sense. Tough. Like, I'm in T-shirt yeah. pajamas. Um, does it make you look more cut? Oh, it nice. Look, it makes nice. me look fucking beautiful. That's what it makes me look. Also, I just got a haircut. That is fire as hell. Like I'm like the cuts, the cut, it's everything's gone. You could choose your collar, crew, V-neck, or Henley. Choose your cut, elongated split hem, or the classic curve hem. A great mix of long sleeve, short sleeve collars, cuts, and colors will have you ready for any situation. Uh, that's why cuts is the only shirt worth wearing. Loved by your favorite athletes, entrepreneurs, and even podcast hosts like Zach. It seems like everyone is wearing cuts these days. Get 15% off your first order by going to cutsclothing.com slash dings, D-I-N-G-S, 15% off your first order. Uh, that's cuts, cutsclothing.com slash dings for 15% off the only shirt worth wearing. Um, what do we else we got? Oh, oh, wait, Ian, did you finish your research? Oh, I looked it up. Yeah, it's, it's translated to fishy or gamey smell, which... It doesn't quite translate in my mind. Like technically, that's the thing. That's the thing. For me, the smell is what gets me. Yeah, I think the, that's what it. Fish. It's like, but I'm but 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 it can apply to like any meat though, like chicken or yeah. or beef or pork. Like, I I just I mean yeah, I, I think for of me with chicken. That's yeah, what, that's, where that's I why I was like, yeah. gamey doesn't quite work either because right. I only think about that with like chicken. Like, yeah. Well, so. it's, what's funny is like, Aaron will be like, um, like we've had you know some salmon in the in the fridge for a couple of days that we need to cook, and yeah. she'll be like, she'll be like, 
hey, is this still good? Will you smell it? I'm like, all fish smells bad to me. So like, that's not going to happen. Like, I'll just yeah, cook yeah. it and we'll see. But like, and she doesn't like that because she's freaked out about expiration dates and stuff. I'm just like, yeah. I don't know. I'll just cook it. We'll see there's how There's no we'll way to tell goes. until you cook it and eat it. There, right, there's exactly. no way to I'm say. Like, I'm like, it's going to smell bad to me. So I should, yeah. I should be the one to judge that. That's true. Like, um, but, but it's interesting because when I go into a fish market, like at the Cape, I'm like, I love it. Really? Mm. Interesting. Because I feel like fish markets. Oh, man. A fish. Well, (laughs) no. Well, here, Eden, here, I think it it has to do with the fact that the fish market I go to in the Cape is literally on the water. Like, it's right on the ocean. You know what I mean? Smells like the ocean and fish. Sea smell and all that kind of deal. It all kind of makes sense. Whereas here, Actually, right next to my Jamaican spot, there's a like an Asian fish market, and it stinks. <laughs> it's like yo, but I think it's the contrast more so there, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. The- you're not already smelling. <laughs> you're not already expecting the smell of the sea. It's yeah. like the smell of you the walk- sea displaced into the oh, middle. You know what? Actually, it all kind of blends together. Seafood by water might. I might be into that smell a little bit now oh, that I think beautiful. about it. When the little breeze kicks in. Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't. I don't like the smell of fish. Interesting. There's another smell at the ocean, at the Cape at least, the low tide smell, which is wretched. Ugh. Low tide. Low tide, high stank, as they say. Low tide, man. Ooh. Um, by the way, I asked Sadie the other day, I said, Well, Sadie, who's Josie's favorite band gonna be? She goes, Freddie. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Freddie. Um you got any love questions, Eden? Um, I have one love question this week. As always, it is from Anonymous. It's not always from Anonymous, but lately they have all been from Anonymous. <laughs> um would like to remain anonymous, just said that. My question is what do you do with photos you've taken with an ex or photos with a group of friends and it has you and your ex in them? Do you keep them or delete them? Um Yeah, this is this is a layered question, I feel, because I, I think a lot of the times it depends on the context of the breakup. And I'm going to preface this with like, once you get over it, it doesn't matter. But like, mm. I know a lot of people that do the purge is like immediately after mm-hmm. because they just don't want to see that shit, you know? But like, if that is your process for getting over someone... If you, it's, it helps you to not have to look at pictures that any of your, that your ex is in, even if it's like a group picture with friends, then I support deleting all and everything. I'm not, um, I'm, I'm kind of weird in that I'm not a deleter usually immediately, but like, it'll be like five years later when I'm just like clearing up space in my phone and shit. I'm like, I don't need any of this anymore. If that makes sense. Yeah. I, um, (laughs) like I, if I don't know. I, I, yeah, I guess it depends on like the whole Con- it, yeah. If, context like, of the was breakup. Was it a clean breakup? Did you do the breaking up? Did they do right. the breaking up? It yeah, all matters. Yeah. <laughs> I think like I'll look like towards a small scroll on like an Instagram feed or whatever right. and take those up. But I'm not scrolling through everything. Like yeah. that's just that's just not going to yeah, happen. Yeah. I've had conversations about that. Like, why do you have pictures of your ex? I'm like, I just didn't think to. And that was before I knew like you could archive or you had to delete. And, all, right. and it's just such a long, like you can't like, I'll pick this and this and this, you got to do each one delete. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, like I'll delete the recent stuff just so it doesn't show up it's on a, the, on a quick yeah, glance. It's not the first few things that pop, like it's not. 
the thing that pops up when someone like does a quick scroll of your profile. Right. Exactly. Um, but yeah, like, I, I don't know. That's a, that's a lot of effort to me. And it's not, um, it's not like a hanging on thing. Cause like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't want to do the hang on. It thing just also like. depends on how long the relationship is. It's like, if it was like a three or four year relationship, I'm not scrolling that far back, you know? Right. Like, it's just too much work to that's scroll that far a, yeah, back and delete every single thing. Like That's asking a ton. Yeah. I think it's – another thing, though, I've, I've noticed is we all have iPhones, right? So, like, the iPhone loves to show you pictures from, like – Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> five, seven years ago. Sometimes you I'm like, yo, memory. don't show me that shit. I don't you care have about a this memory. anymore. <laughs> yeah. You, 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 know, you don't have a memory. This photo three years ago, so it's gonna yeah. just show it to you right now, even yeah. though you didn't want to look at it. It's it's interesting because yeah. um, so this was actually a, a topic on a recent season of Ninety Day Fiance, uh, before the ninety days that Aaron and I were watching, where a guy, this guy, has five kids by four different women. Um, but only one of the kids lives with him, five, like full time. Yeah, five kids with four. Okay. And so he was bringing a a girl from the Dominican Republic, uh, to to marry, um, over in the states. And at one point, she like was looking at his phone or whatever, or looking at his Facebook or something. And he's like, she's like, why do you have all these pictures with your ex? And he's like, my kids in the picture. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to delete pictures of right. the two of us with our child. Like, yeah, any pictures that's just us, yeah, I'll get rid of that. But I'm not right. deleting pictures with my kid. And, yeah. Uh, and so that's I think fair. that's an interesting dynamic of that of that conversation. But yeah, well, like in the future, you'll be able to just like, just think press it. a button and it'll take this person Deep out. Fake it to your current yeah. girlfriend. Just throw, just throw, <laughs> yeah. just throw a mouse head on the, <laughs> onto her face or something. And Pretty much. Everything's yeah. a Man, you were really now. hanging out with Mickey mouse a lot. Zach. <laughs> but my mother-in-law <laughs> has pictures of my wife that are, that have the ex-boyfriend ripped out. It's so <laughs> funny. <laughs> It's just ripped. Yeah. No, that's that's by far the funniest way to do it is to like <laughs> yeah. fold the photo yeah, cut or the cut them out yeah, or whatever. That's a good I just I was just thinking of forgetting Sarah Marshall when Bill Hader comes over and Jason Siegel is just like trapped in a hole staring at all of his old couple photos. And <laughs> Bill Hader is like, you gotta just delete, you gotta delete them all. <laughs> it's like, but what if we get back together? <laughs> I don't understand though. It is what it is, right? It's just a picture from the past. That's it. It's- I think the other thing is how often you're taking photos with your boyfriend, yeah. girlfriend. Like I, for whatever reason, just don't really do that. Like I have, I've been kind of, you know, as a weirdly as a photographer, as a photographer I would say I that my photography that. <laughs> has gone down in the last yeah. like five, 10 years progressively, but I didn't have like a ton of pictures of me with my ex. So like, I didn't, you know, it wasn't like catching me up to like stumble across them every once in a while. Yeah. You know, I've, I, I didn't do any pruning. I didn't like, I changed like my main photo. Like that was really it, you know? And I don't know, for whatever reason, that's not really like a trigger point to me, but I also yeah. like don't spend that much time unless when apple makes me going through like old photos as much as i used to so i used to do that a lot more than i do now for sure um and i was gonna say like in the context of group pictures zach that when you bring up the like a picture with a kid that made me think of it is like i think sometimes it's like if it's a group picture it's like does this group outing outweigh 
Like the do the memories of the, right, the outing yeah. with the whole group outweigh just the pain that you feel from seeing a picture with of you and your ex? Like, cause sometimes I feel like it does just depending on the situation. Like and it might initially. And then like a year you later, you're care. like, man, that was a yeah. great outing. Eventually great you day. won't care. Yeah. yeah. Right. So yeah. God Maze, forbid I kind of get agree. Like, together. it's not like a trigger point for me. Like my thing is like, I will probably like delete them out of my phone. Right. So I, you know, like that's my thing is like, I just want yeah, I don't want to be also, able to contact them if that's like that's more of a thing for me than it is to like see a picture. Yeah, for sure. Sense. Yeah, I, I'm with that. Like and I'm also just never scrolling through my pictures on my phone. Yeah. Unless I'm looking for a specific thing. Yeah. Like, oh, where's that dumbass yeah. picture I see? Yo, y'all you know? know how like oh, I don't I know do. if you do this when you go to like concerts or whatever, you take like a zillion photos. Like eventually never, I learned never you look never look at, at any of those any, pictures or videos oh, no. ever again. Video I've ever taken. I've never looked oh, at it. No, no. It doesn't matter. It, it, it doesn't matter exactly. what it was, what the event was, it doesn't matter with Fred, like I've never looked at those videos again. I don't know why. That's I the all time dumbest I, I totally thing agree. that in the moment you think is just gonna rock. <laughs> yeah. And the audio is horrendous Whatever. yeah the yeah. audio is off you're yeah. like wow i can't believe this concert doesn't <laughs> exactly. sound good coming out of my iphone speaker <laughs> i know uh with kids it's different kids uh yeah, it's, yeah kids it's are, i'm sure you're looking at shit it's all the trip. time like yeah because like because you're just like wow it's just all the relativism of it you know you're like wow that's so weird that's why my instagram is only my family that's it well yeah jade i mean you've basically been making like one of the greatest like family home movies yeah <laughs> like, like you, get you this. shoot every day like you shoot footage every day <laughs> i gotta get it i'm worried about the great pulse that they when they wipe out the internet I'm gonna mm, lose it all. yeah just evaporates <laughs> yeah i gotta get it downloaded quick man you know with the with ig too they archive your your dailies what do you call those short things you know the stories mm. yeah so it's going to be fascinating for them when they get older to look back at that. They'll yeah, like, definitely. But then the also, the dad like, take so I many remember pictures. my parents <laughs> dragging out, like, the gigantic VHS Books. camera. Oh, You dude. know, and, like, that, like, I, I, we've never watched those. Like, I, like, I don't even, you yeah. know, we'd have to, like, transfer the VHS to some digital and make that happen. Like, that is beyond oh their realm of capabilities. I mean, that's even true now. I have archived stuff on drives that I don't even know if I have the correct adapters for anymore. Right. You yeah. <laughs> just, you're just creating content so constantly that like, yeah, you I just stop. I stopped that though. I just, what I like about IG is it kind of is just selects, you know, cause mm -hmm. even with the old photo albums, I was at my grandmother's house last two weekends ago and her photos have come down to a very small book, you know, of just selects. So opposed to like, these gigantic photo books that people used to have back in the day. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I used to take a lot of pictures back in the day, like in high school, like with uh, just like disposable cameras. Like mm -hmm. I was the person that always had one of those. And it's like, I have them all sitting around somewhere, but like, I'm not even friends with like any of those people anymore for one. And then <laughs> it's like for two, I just, I mean, I don't have any drive or reason to want to look through them again, if that makes sense. Like, totally. even though like at the time taking them and like putting them together, like meant a lot for me and I'm not cheapening the experience of doing it either because like, I don't know. I'm actually like, 
sounds kind of lame, but like, I'm incredibly good at scrapbooking. Like I'm incredibly good at it. Like arts and crafts. Still do it? very great at like the crafty art stuff and like yeah so like my best friend from college uh when she moved to uh dc for law school we'd been like best friends for like five or five or six years at that point and like i made her like this sick ass scrapbook (laughs) she still has somewhere and i'm like i'm actually like really proud of it because it's like really well done um So it's like I'm not cheapening that experience, but it's like to make a mixtape. I think too? it's cool to have. Yeah, yeah. I used to make my friends mixtapes all the time. Actually, like, <laughs> like on CDs. I'm not even shitting. <laughs> nice. I used to do my tape. That, well, yeah, that, I that made yearbooks in college, and I was pretty proud of that because that was like an idea I had. Like during college, was just like let me pull everybody's photos and put them together into like a, a yearbook. Since obviously college isn't going to give you one. <laughs> still a thing now since everything is on social media great question i have no idea yeah. i'm sure that, i was on like, yearbook staff and like they are okay they're still care? a thing at my elementary yeah, school like are they a thing they put like, them on like ipads now or something what do they do yeah like, like is it just a digital release like <laughs> no you could buy like with grace in school you can get the yearbook oh, um, just... i don't have any need for it but they're actually just, made i was the head of making my... my middle school yearbook in my eighth grade that was a fun project. Yeah. I love being on yearbook stuff. Uh, one of my girlfriend's friends was telling me how whenever his phone fills up, he just gets a new one. <laughs> Instead of buying what? storage. Oh, yes. and he just yes. saves the phone. No, this shit was hilarious. So it's like basically he has like a phone every year. And like that hmm. phone, like he doesn't back it up or like – Put all the you know, photos he, he and, could like, pay five dollars on, on Google just to. Say. That's what I'm saying, yeah, he doesn't want to just buy storage. No, <laughs> he's he's just been doing this for years, so he's got like five iPhones that probably but still work. But the thing is, you still have it. That's the thing, you, you know. You, well, yeah, now it's like his that phone is like a relic of that year. It's like this is 2017. <laughs> All the people that I texted, like all the photos that I took. That's that's kind of cool, actually, if you think about it. It's like that year, that era of your life is like fossilized in this iPhone 4 or some shit. It's hilarious. Like by the time, you know, in like five or 10 years, he's just going to have like 15 phones lying around. But yeah, yeah, I've I've thought about maybe helping him like organize that a little bit. Because, you know, when I got my new computer, I was like migrating podcast data and photos and stuff but man i don't know like five or six years worth of phones that sounds like a lot man mm-hmm. yes it does hey people speaking of shopping online we all shop online and we've all seen that promo code field taunt us at checkout but thanks to honey manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. I use Honey, and uh, I like it a lot. Because you know how you're always searching for those codes? You plug it in, it's like, oh, this ain't good no more. Uh, Honey supports over 30,000 stores online. They range from sites that have tech and gaming products to popular fashion brands and even food delivery. It's just an extension you plug into your browser. Imagine you're shopping 
on one of your favorite sites. When you check out the honey button, the honey button drops down and all you have to do is click apply coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site. If Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop. Um, I actually bought a pair of sneakers using Honey and saved like 30%. So uh, Honey has found it's over 17 million members. I'm sorry. It's saved. It's 17 million members over $2 billion. That's million with a B, as Zach would say in savings. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It's literally free and installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid in supporting this podcast. Thank you. I'd never recommend something I don't use. Get Honey for free and join at joinhoney.com slash ding. That's at joinhoney.com slash ding. That's joinhoney.com slash ding. Um, what else we got, Maze? Are you done, Eden? Is that it? Yeah. Thank you, Anonymous, right. once again. Jan Emenecker at Jan Emenecker. Do you know the Eurovision Song Festival? I dare the group to watch it and review it cinephobe style. Do not watch Being Sober. So there's a lot to unpack here. Does he think that cinephobe style means get trashed and, and watch it? Or does he think that he wants us, does he want us to do the movie, which doesn't qualify for cinephobe? I think they just wanted, like, my interpretation was they just wanted us to, like, break down an episode of, uh, like, like, if we were to watch it. Mm. Have you ever watched this, Eden? I have not. I mean, it's, I watched the movie, and the movie is actually pretty entertaining. It's like Will Ferrell and. Rachel McAdams and stuff, but it's just kind of like ridiculous Icelandic pop songs and stuff. Like, I don't know. I don't know what we could cinephobe about it. Like, yeah, it's ridiculous Europeans singing ridiculous songs. There you go, man. Intentionally ridiculous. Oh, that's a good question. I wonder if it's one of those things that's become self-aware over the years. And maybe like now the people that try to get on the Eurovision song contest are like, basically parodying themselves before they even get there. But I know that I know that back in the day there was definitely some some really I think Eurovision Song Contest gave me the Epic Sax guy. Have you ever heard of the Epic Sax guy, Eden? I have not. It's just this like video of uh that that one on YouTube that's just this sax dude in in a band that comes out during the he's a member of the Sunstroke project. Which I which debuted during a Eurovision Song Contest, and he just comes out and he has this tasty sax riff, and then and then they just uh, made you know a video that essentially loops his part over and over again, and he was a he was a massive sensation for me personally in like 2013, but we actually reached out to him. We were like, hey, epic sax guy how much would it cost for you to come to Vegas and just like play the sax with us yeah. for a weekend and he wouldn't do it without the rest of the band. Oh, so it's not. He it's... didn't capitalize on his own fam and just. Fuck? Yeah. I'm looking at this video now. It's yeah. It's the ridiculous. This? That's so it's, it's the sunstroke project. There's a chick playing the violin all frantically. And then he, uh... they like bring him out and he just starts. <laughs> 
the juicy sax riff and he's kind of like pumping it it's fantastic it is (laughs) yeah that's it oh yeah epic sax guy baby (laughs) 